Today, we've got a listing optimization expert on the show who has helped hundreds of Amazon sellers, and she's going to show her latest tactics and also show how for one Project X listing, she was able to double the conversion rate. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Not sure on what main image you should choose from, or maybe you don't know whether buyers would be interested in your product at a certain price point. Perhaps you want feedback on your new brand or company logo. Get instant and detailed market feedback from actual Amazon Prime members by using Helium 10 Audience. Just enter in your poll or questions, and within a short period of time, 50 to 100 or even more Amazon buyers will give you detailed feedback on what resonates with them the most. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash audience. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And I'm not going too far in the world away from me, about uh, three, 400 miles in Las Vegas is where you're at right now, right, Emma? Absolutely. Las Vegas, yes, Nevada. trying to stay cool. In that ridiculous <laughs> desert heat we were just talking about, um, I'm melting here at 84, but what did you say it is where you are right now? Uh, a whopping 30 degrees more. It is 104 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Woo. Oh, I guess well, 20. Today, Apparently my math is not mathing this afternoon. We're going to be talking about how to make your Amazon listings hot, 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 115 degrees. Uh, but but yeah, it's not in, in real life. I am not about this life. But um <laughs> Anyways, let's let let's uh, j just you know let people know you know you, uh, we had a little bit of your backstory in a uh, episode we did about a year ago. So if you guys wanted to check that out, go to uh, h10.me forward slash three sixty eight. Or if you're watching this on podcast or YouTube, just look for episode three sixty eight from the podcast uh, last year. Um, she was on uh, with another uh, friend of the show, Rich Goldstein. So that was a good episode to check out. But today. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, some case studies uh, that, that Emma's been working on with us, as well as um, some new content that this uh, we're going to announce is going to be available in Freedom Ticket. But before we get to there, let's just talk about it. You know, Vegas is not where you were born and raised. You just told me you moved from Missouri. So, so what, what was that a difficult decision to to because you know Missouri to Vegas is kind of a geographically and culturally, I think a, a kind of a big difference there. It's definitely a big difference. I've actually lived a lot of different places in my life, including out of the country. I studied abroad in Ecuador. I taught English in Spain. I lived in Israel for almost three years. So it actually wasn't super difficult for me to, to decide to move to Vegas. I will say I wasn't the most enthusiastic when my husband slash business partner Eras first proposed the idea. In my mind, Vegas was the strip and not much else. But as yeah. I've as I've spent time here, I realized there's a whole city beyond the strip and it's a really awesome place to get to spend my days. Okay, cool, cool. Have you been to any of the Vegas Amazon events since you've been there, like Prosper and stuff, stuff that before you would have to take about two, three flights to get to, but now you just, you know, 
hop into an Uber and, and go to it? Like, have, has, has, have you been able to experience that yet? Yes. And it is amazing <laughs> to go to an event and then know that you get to sleep in your own bed, not ah, have to stress about, point. Yep. <laughs> no stressing about packing, you know, everybody's living in a hotel. You're just like, okay, good night. I'm going to go get a good night's sleep without any, you know, noisy neighbors or what not to worry about. I can brew myself my nice coffee in the morning. Yeah, it's 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 a great place for the industry that we're in, and it's a great place to enjoy all the fun things that Vegas has to offer. Okay, cool, cool. We're going to be talking about uh, you know some project some some Project X stuff here, but but what about just your your regular uh clients like any cool stories has happened since last year i mean obviously you know i know some people don't want their products put on blast but uh but any you know stories without without uh burning somebody's identity that you could say like oh you had one client and then you guys worked on this plan together and oh my goodness their sales doubled or, or some some uh amazing uh story like that a client actually, they didn't know what was going on. Suddenly their sales were just going through the roof and they're like, what's happening? And uh, an employee of mine noticed that they'd gone viral on TikTok and they didn't know it. So they're like, oh my mm. gosh, what's happening? So that was really cool just to you know be able to, to um, be a, a party to that whole experience because that can really change a business in the snap of a finger and honestly create a sure. whole lot of lot, a lot of other challenges. It's not all uh, roses. It's great to have lots of sales, but if you're not really in a position to know how to manage it, it can definitely create some road bumps. But all the well, time, was that just random or that, you know, like just somebody randomly put it on TikTok or was there something randomly, that you guys did that? No, it, okay. I, it wasn't. I mean, obviously, well, not obviously. They were most likely found originally by this person because, you know, they had a good listing that helped sell them on it. It wasn't anything that was well known. And then all of a sudden they just blew up. Uh, but all the time we have people contacting us about the mm -hmm. positive impacts that they're enjoying everything from serious improvements to conversion on their conversion rates to just completely changing the entire profile of their business. I think obviously, you know, as many sales as possible is uh, the really exciting part of what we do, but there are so many impacts that a well-optimized listing can have on your business that go beyond just the conversions. So, you know, if you're dealing with lower return rates or more enthusiastic, positive reviews, all of those things kind of feed each other and create this positive momentum that can really strengthen and make a business more efficient so that it's, you know, maximizing whatever spend you're putting into it uh, to, to get the most out of those investments and then uh, generating really positive returns. So I can't even think of one in particular, but I just know that on a regular basis, we're getting those messages of the positive ways that what we're doing is impacting our clients' businesses. Okay. Well, now what, what do you think uh, is one of the biggest factors nowadays uh, that, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure when you, when you take on clients, you, you, you give, uh, you know, complete once over and, and optimize everything. But, but like, what is the biggest game changer for your, your clients that you've done where like people are just doing things the wrong ways? Like on the PPC side, is it, is it 
going from no A plus content to A plus content? Is it is it creating a brand story? Is it uh, you know refreshing the images? Is it just the listing copy? What all of this works together? Of course, you can't have necessarily one for the other. But but if you would point to one of those things that really consistently makes a big difference, uh, what would you say it is? I don't want to speculate just purely based on one particular part of the listing. Uh, my gut tells me that probably A plus content is one of the most significant things that you can upload to uh, a listing and have a positive impact. But I don't have those that exact, uh, mm -hmm. you know, an, enough data to be able to say with certainty. But the reason why I would say that is a few fold. So one being that Amazon comes out and says A plus content positively impacts your conversion rate. And they've clearly got all the data on that. Sure. Two, you're gaining more space for SEO because you have the image keywords. So you have a lot of additional fields that you can fill in with keywords that you wouldn't have previously. So we're having an impact on SEO. We're having an impact on the customer experience. You also have an opportunity to be able to upsell or cross-sell with, uh, with that uh, comparison chart module, whether you have standard A plus or premium A plus. So it just is influencing so many different aspects of, uh, of what you're trying to do that I feel like that has the most far reaching, um, elements. Uh, so I, I guess that would be my answer. <laughs> Well, pre premium A plus, that's kind of a, a newer thing for some people because, you know, like, like, uh, that wasn't always available just to the, the masses. Um, uh, what, uh, have you been seeing? Like, like, would you suggest to everybody, Hey, get qualified for premium A plus content and 10 out of 10 implement it. Or have you seen cases where putting the effort and spending to get a video and this and that, like it really didn't change conversion much or, or, or is it something that you suggest to everybody to get, uh, to do to me while it's free this. So originally for those that aren't familiar, premium a plus used to only be something that was available to a very select group of very large businesses. It was invite only, and you still had to pay a lot of money in order to, to be eligible for it. So about a year ago, Amazon made it available to, uh, any seller that is brand registered has had uh, has uploaded a brand story and has had at least 15 pieces of enhanced brand content approved within the last 12 months. So you don't you no longer have to spend money in order to qualify for the program. Of course, creating premium A plus content is going to come with mm -hmm. a heftier bill just because there are more dynamic modules. You're able to upload more images. It's wider screen, so. Even having better resolution images, all of that definitely matters. But if you are able to qualify for it, I think that there are so many of the modules that are that give you so much better ability to really present your product in a way that is more aligned with what a customer is wanting and expecting to see when they're interacting with a website that. Mm -hmm. From that perspective alone, it's worth making the effort. You also, if you are low on budget, you don't have to upload a video. Or if you do upload a video, it can be something you know very simple. You don't have to 
go have a super highly produced um, video. I mean, I think one of the interesting things, even with this case study that we've been working on, Bradley, is these are images that Shivali created. You know, she Mm -hmm. didn't go to some... uh, high-priced photographer to get everything yep. done. And and so it really demonstrates the ability that no matter where you are budget-wise, there's still a lot that you can do to make the most of the tools that Amazon is giving you in order to be able to to sell your product to the best of its abilities. And then maybe, you know, as, as you gain more traction, as you add more products to your catalog, then perhaps it's worth taking it to the next level and, and upgrading the quality of your images. But I, I wouldn't let that be a barrier to you. There's so yeah. many different levels of photography and design out there. And with AI, you can do, you know, some good design work without needing to be an expert at Photoshop anymore. And so, yeah. Yeah, let's talk. Let let me just show the results. We're going to show the results and then work our way back and kind of reverse engineer, you know, what happened. But let me just uh, share my screen here for those watching this on uh, YouTube. And I'm just taking a look at the product performance page in Helium 10 for this uh, egg rack. And uh, if I'm looking back at when is this the first uh, 10 days of May, which is before on our old listing, uh, we had a unit session percentage, as you guys can see. Uh, of 4.93%. Now, sales were still pretty high uh, because in those days, we were like all those days as in all of two months ago, we were the only game in town as far as this particular kind of product for like a year. We kind of had a stranglehold. Now, it was interesting. I went out of stock like for a couple of weeks. But during that time uh, around June was tons of competitors. Chinese competitors came in and are like, I wouldn't say half the price, but but very, very cheap price. So like theoretically, you would have thought our sales would go to zero because our sessions were way down. But take a look at this, guys. If I go uh, up here, as you can see from the first 10 days, so a kind of apples to apples comparison, first 10 days of July, and then we look at that same product, look at our unit session percentage now went to 11.24. So more than double, you know, my sales would have been dead because like our, our sessions have gone way down but our sales have not gone down as much as one would expect thanks to this much better conversion rate on the page. So let me just show you the the end result here of what um, what was done. We have new images uh, here. We're, we're going to talk about the, your thought process here with these. Um, we've got uh, some new copy right here. We've got uh, you know new bullet points. And this this listing did not have A plus content, and now we can see some some A plus uh, content here. So, uh, you know, I know it's, it's been a couple of months since you worked in this, but but think back to the um, think back to the your thought process when you saw the old listing, which was just thrown together, you know, a, a while back as part of a a Project X like episode or something we we had done. But like, what was what was the things that jumped off where you're like, okay, yeah, we, we definitely need to to, to upgrade this. There were a lot of things for, I mean, first of all, clearly there was no A plus content. So that was a no brainer for us. The images were just a few basic product images. So we, I don't, if I remember correctly and I could be mistaken, there were minimal lifestyle images. I don't think any of them really had uh, text in them, which we'll, we can get into that and, and why that's so important. And the bullet points were not the worst, but pretty, um, bland, just sort of 
straightforward. They didn't really have anything that helped to communicate why you a person would want to buy this type of egg rack in particular. Uh, another thing that we noticed is is that it was very limited in sort of how the product itself was being presented. And so that was something else that we really thought about as we were embarking on on this revamp was how can we think creatively of who's going to be buying this, why they would be buying this, how they can make the most of it, and put together a strategy that's going to address all of those things throughout the entire listing. So really bringing to it a a clear sense of who the customer is, what they care about, and what why this product is is the best product out there rather than just kind of a more basic explanation of what it is and then allowing the customer to decide that. Yeah, and we you know, in the past I've 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 worked a lot with um, you know, professional photography studios and 3D like uh, AMZ One Step and others. But but as you said, you know, sometimes uh, sellers might not have you know, thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, depending on you know what kind of a shoot it's done, to to really be able to 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 afford something that extravagant. And we wanted to show kind of like, hey, if you don't have that kind of budget, maybe you could only afford hiring you know somebody from Upwork perhaps to to do some some photoshopping after you've taken some pictures with you know some decent pictures with cell phone or or you have a nice camera. And actually, all. These pictures, guys, like I'm pretty sure this is Shivali's father's hand. He's got some bling here, some gold bling uh, here. He is now a hand model um, here. These are all pictures done like with Shivali's cell phone at her house in North Carolina. 100% of these. This doesn't look like Shivali, so I'm not sure if this was like a stock photography <laughs> or, or something uh, here. But everything, like what did, like how, how did you go about this? Did you like give her directions like, all right, hey, I need a, a shot like in a, in a fridge or, or do you just tell her to just take random pictures or did you give her like this specific direction here on, on this stuff? Yeah. So we gave pretty specific directions. That's one thing in general, whether you're working on a listing or a website or anything that has multiple professionals involved and they don't have to be contractors. They can be people on your team. It's helpful to have someone taking the lead so that there is a clear, a uh, unifying concept because otherwise ev- everybody's working individually and then trying to match that up and make something work is really difficult. So we gave a, a creative brief that suggested the different types of images to create so that those images would then align with the text that we were writing so that it would be a very strong piece of, uh, of marketing together when you combine those two things. So the image and the text are reinforcing each other. And so in those images, I think we have um, everything. I mean, some of these are even reflected in the keyword research, right? So uh, kind of to take a step back for a moment, your research for creating a listing is really going to help determine the direction that you take. And so part of that is the keyword research that you're doing. So seeing what kind of keywords are people searching for. That was one of the things that was really eye-opening for us because we realized, hey, there are um, a lot of competitors that are using terms like 
cake pop holder or, you know, all these little serving because it has these holes in it that make it so that it can be really great for single serving things if you're hosting a party or wanting to display food somewhere. And so we didn't want to stay so limited only to being an egg holder because there were all of these other uh, ways that you can utilize it. And there, the keywords were, were really what uh, illuminated that opportunity for us. And so then we wanted to make sure, well, if we're using keywords like that, then we also need to be showing people what we mean when we say something like a cake pop holder so that they can visualize it and imagine what it would be like to be hosting a party. And this this egg holder, it's a more rustic design. It's wood. It's kind of uh, traditional and, and a little bit timeless too, where it's very possible that the people that are buying this they like things that are going to last, that they're also going to be able to maybe use in a variety of ways. So they're not just buying something that only has one function in their household, but something that they have um, that they can use in different types of settings. So it really even expands uh, what the possibilities are and even helps to justify the investment a little bit more since this is uh, a, on the pricier end of an egg holder. So that's one example. It's an, another set of keywords was talking about an egg holder for the refrigerator. This egg holder can be used either in the refrigerator or either on the counter. So being able to demonstrate those things in the images was really important so that people can visualize, okay, this is what it would look like if I put it on my countertop. This is how it would function if I put it in my refrigerator and and helping to to create those connections for people makes the purchasing decision much easier. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But what you said, it's it's it seems like, you know, without me talking to you at all during this process, what you how you just described this egg rack seems like exactly the way that you that you uh, uh, tackled that project as well. So this is kind of like a, a template guys of, you know, you, you could be in a Gothic category, you could be in a kitchen category, um, you could be in supplements, but the, the principles uh, are the same. Now, that being said, what or are there um, categories or kinds of products where your approach actually is different than what you've been talking about? Because something different uh, you know, works in different categories, or is this, you know, this approach that you've been talking about applicable to, to most, you know, and I'm not, of course, obviously I'm not talking about books sure. or, or something like that, but, but just most, uh, you know, regular products. Yeah. So I think the main difference is, so both in the Gothic, uh, item, as well as with the egg holder, these are a little bit more niche products. So they're not as competitive as category of categories. And so you can go a little bit broader with how you position something. Whereas on the other side, if you're selling something that's in a very competitive category, then it's actually a much better approach, especially when you're a new brand and you're launching at the very beginning to go hyper specific. So you don't want to expand out to and go in too many different directions because it's going to be really difficult and very expensive to try to gain any kind of traction. So, you know, you mentioned supplements. If you're just selling like a fish oil or something like that, which I'm not recommending that you sell fish oil. Well, if you just try to sell general fish oil, like a, a an average fish oil that would be good for any single person to take, you're not going to go anywhere with that. You're going to spend a lot of money and you're, you're just going to, you know, have, die a slow death on a, a page whatever 
hundred. Whereas if you were to maybe identify through doing some keyword research that there's are actually a lot of people that are searching for uh, fish oil for recovery from knee replacement surgery. I'm just making this up. (laughs) Then it might be worthwhile to make your listing hyper-targeted to people that are going through knee replacement surgery. So instantly, what is that going to mean for you? People that are getting knee replacements most of the time are um, older. And so you want to make sure in that case that like the images of people that you're using are older people that are it's going to make sense that they're getting knee replacements versus, you know, if you have a bunch of young looking athletes, there's going to be a big disconnect there. And so I think that's one of the main uh, elements that you would want to be using in order to determine your approach to uh, how to go. It's very easy, uh, especially as a new seller to kind of get starry eyed and want to just sell to everyone and I encourage people to really resist that urge and and try to start off quite specific. And then if you eventually want to get a little bit more aggressive, once you, you know, have have some reviews, have some good movement, demonstrate that this is something that that has potential, then maybe you can get a little bit more aggressive with that. But um, yeah, I would say that. Overall, aside from that, the basic principles of making sure that the keywords that somebody is searching are also reflected in the content. And that I don't think is always the most obvious thing. You know, we think of keywords as the thing that gets people in the door. But if that's what's on someone's mind when they're going into the search bar to search for a product, and then you're showing them, hey, this is what you were searching. That's going to help, you know, n- help them understand like, oh, this is, I'm in the right place. I wasn't just, you know, Amazon didn't just take me to some random product that doesn't have anything at all to do with uh, with what I was searching for, which as a customer, I've had that happen plenty of times. Okay, so now you know one of one of the big things that you you tackle with us, like you said, uh, we did not have um, a plus content. So I know I know there's like different different ways to to kind of tackle a plus content. Some people you know like to just have kind of like make it seem like it's almost all one image and and that it just kind of flows, but it's really you know different images because that's what you know a plus content uh, makes you put it in modules. But what was your reasoning behind this kind of like approach here? And I see a lot of like. Um, uh, you know, there's like, you know, it seems like you're, you're focusing in on some of the, the features of it, you know, like, like the, the wood finish and then how it has these pegs. So that doesn't go over, you show an actual chicken coop. I'm, I'm assuming this is maybe, you know, to go along with the, the branding here. And then you, you, you show some, some other use cases, you know, like looks like some chocolates. I'm getting hungry as it is. <laughs> uh, some, some, the like you said, the, the cake pops. And then now you can also show how you can, you can, I mean, so you're saying a, there's like a lot going on. Yeah. Here. It, it, do, do you always want to focus on the features like this or sometimes you, you tell a story more? It just depends on the, the product or, or is this kind of like your 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 plan for a plus content? I would say it all really depends on the product and what's required. And the approach really is what what do we feel that the customer needs to know? What's really important about the product that uh, that that we 
need to communicate and also what is the what are the things that are really going to resonate with somebody or make them care about something and so there were certain design features that we felt like were very important to this product that we did want to highlight so the fact that it's solid wood showing the fact that it's stackable and expandable I am imagining this and sort of the the avatar that we had in our minds, which for those that aren't familiar with what an avatar is, it's essentially sort of an a imaginary person with a very detailed profile that is a potential customer of yours. And it can be a really helpful tool when you are creating any kind of marketing content so that you're writing specifically to a person instead of just kind of to a whole blob of potential buyers. And so we're imagining someone that either aspires to have chickens or maybe even has chickens. It's actually a very popular lifestyle to uh, to to have some backyard chickens and, and raise your own eggs. But if you can't do that, maybe going to the farmer's market. And there's a lot of different ideas that are kind of tied up in that. And so we wanted to draw that connection because it's very different than if if you're purely just needing function and you don't care about how it looks like and you don't really care about the whole idea of everything, then you can just buy a cheap acrylic or plastic uh, egg holder that you can put in your refrigerator and, and, and that's that. But this is something that can be a really nice piece on your counter um, and is something that's going to last and, and that's, sort of aligns with uh, visually the the look of that rustic um, homesteading lifestyle that might just be aspirational or is in fact something that they're pursuing. And so thinking about, you know, the, the, the host, the gracious host, uh, the person that's wanting to eat healthy, all of the different ideas that are associated with that and then wanting to Uh, present that in a way that is um, visually helping to communicate those ideas and then and then textually reinforcing the key details now you you know what you just said was was just you know some of your some of your tips for a plus content now you actually redid one of our older modules uh that needed some refreshing in in freedom ticket so so guys um go into a freedom ticket and i want you guys uh, those of you who have helium 10 uh, and, and we're all uh, we're 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 trying to always you know update ones that that might need refreshing, but go into eight point one one. It's week eight, eight point one one. You'll see Emma's new module here, and then uh, around eight. Uh, it's not showing up here right now, but around eight point one three, eight point one five. About you're going to see another uh, module. And what was that one about? So it wasn't about A plus content, but what was what was the other one you made about? Yeah, so that one is sort of for a slightly, you know, people that they they have a listing and they're trying to figure out do does it need work? So sort of how to think about is it is it worth it? Is it time to do some revamping? So thinking about really that optimization process of you have a listing, it's existing in the world. How can you think strategically about that to really take your listing to the next level? Cool, cool. So good stuff there, guys. Um, make sure to check that out. 
and um and we'll probably I'll, I'll, once it's uh once uh, if you haven't seen it yet i might have a, a clip of it i'll try and throw it into the weekly buzz or something as well all right now, now before we get into your last amazon tip of the day um one thing i ask people you know 2023 is my year of health and and wellness so like what are some of your habits as far as like hobbies you know when you need to get away from from the amazon world uh, what are some things that you're doing to keep yourself physically, mentally uh, healthy? Yeah, I would say the top top one is a, an evening walk. It sounds really simple and basic. Uh, the evening walk is having to get later and later as the temperatures rise because, yep. uh, you know, it, 7 p.m. is still pretty toasty here. But it's great, I would say, for all uh, health. You know, it's fantastic exercise. Walking is still shown to be one of the best ways of, of exercising your body, but it's also, it's great to be outside. I think it's very good for your mental health. And, um, I, I feel so much better when I'm walking regularly. Uh, also drinking a lot of water should not be, uh, underappreciated. And especially again, in the climate that I'm in, I feel like I'm in a losing battle, but, most of the time when I don't feel well, I'm thinking like, okay, what's going on? And then I sort of run my mental checklist of how many cups of water I've had. And so often, either if it's a headache or I'm feeling a little bit lethargic, it's just because I haven't had enough water. So two really simple, basic things, but uh, I think that some of those types of things can have the biggest impact. So. I like it. Um, now, before we get into your Amazon hack, if people want to find you on the interwebs, one of the easiest ways is through Helium 10. Guys, just go to hub.helium10.com and just type in Marketing by Emma. Actually, it comes up right here in the autocomplete. But Marketing by Emma, and then you'll be able to uh, reach out. And then if, you have, if, if you're an elite member, you actually have some discounts. Like, I'm, a, I'm an elite member, so I can get some discounts. Uh, uh, if you're a Helium 10 member, there might be different discounts that, that, that end up here. Uh, but make sure to hit the... Uh, get in touch. Uh, how else can people find you on the the interwebs out there? Yeah. So our marketing by Emma.com is probably one of the best places to go. And on our website, you'll be able to find if you're more of a phone person, you can call us, you can WhatsApp us, you can text us, you can email, all the things are there. We also offer a free listing analysis. So if you see all of this and you're like, I don't know, this is over my head, please take a look at it and tell me what I'm doing wrong. We can do that also. I'm looking here, 92 five star reviews. Good grief! Here in the uh, the hub, uh, uh, and guys, when you, when you see verified reviewer, that means they were signed into Helium 10 when uh, they they left the review. So you could you could see lots of uh, verified reviews here, just like on Amazon. My goodness, pretty impressive. <laughs> I like it. All right, now what's your last uh, 60 second or 30 second tip of the day or strategy that you can uh, share with everybody? I think I just want to talk about the importance of understanding your competitors and going super niche. I think that ultimately Amazon is getting more and more competitive. You're dealing with it yourself with this AGRAC holder and fight the urge to want to go broad. Instead, go specific, find those those opportunities. They are always they always exist. And the more niche you can go, the more opportunity you have to be able to really connect deeply with customers, get that fan, uh, that fan loyalty, that excitement around your product. And then you can just use that to build your momentum. So we see that in many of the biggest D2C brands out there, not just on Amazon. It's a really effective strategy. And 
as AI becomes even more dominant, it's it's more and more important to go specific, to strategically position, and to be clear about what makes you special, and then really highlight and celebrate that so that people have a reason to buy from you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thanks for your uh, your great work on this uh, egg egg rack. And yeah, like if you if you want to go tweak it now after seeing it and knowing what's going on, l- let's work on it some more and then share results later with it with everybody. Awesome. I would love to. Thanks so much, Bradley.